0: In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning. I found the first frost of autumn on the windshield of my truck yesterday as I began my 10-minute, seven-mile commute to Wilton from Norwalk. There was a bite to the air, and the leaves blown from the trees during the recent storm still littered the lawn of our home. Mornings like that are early reminders that winter is coming and there are many on the streets without adequate shelter or nutrition. And on the drive in, I was excited to finally see for myself and learn of your partnership with Rise Against Hunger. 160,000 meal packs was the goal for the day? We'll find out if you made it. 40,000 meals per shift. 750 volunteers. Eight years of community ministry. Now, I can recall vividly Steve sharing plans during a recent Southwest Region convocation. Actually, it was several years ago yet I'm not sure that I was able to fully grasp the plans at hand until I saw for myself yesterday. Now just 20 minutes into the first shift, the first pallet, piled six feet high, was already complete and headed for the trailer, which was still out back. 20 minutes, one whole pallet. Let me tell you, my friends, yesterday, I stood in awe of the logistical masterwork the people of Wilton undertake annually in this interfaith effort, led in no small part by St. Matthew's Church. I look forward to hearing more of the statistics at announcement time. You may be interested to know that the parable of the unjust judge is unique to the Gospel of Luke. It does not appear in the other two synoptic gospels of Matthew and Mark, which are told from a similar point of view, nor is it in John. You may already know also that the gospel of Luke bears evidence of special concern for those living on the margins and those who might not enjoy the privilege of swift justice. Last week, We heard the lepers, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. On September 29th, I proclaimed the gospel narrative of the poor man, Lazarus, covered in sores lying at the gate, who can easily remind us of those living on the street in communities not far away. I imagine Lazarus can be counted among those who cried out for justice. Our ministry partner, Open Doors, has been engaged in their work with that community for several decades. And yet, I wonder today who have we known? Who have we known in our lives and in our personal relationships who have plead for justice, pled for justice? A father pleading for the restoration of health for his sick child. A family you may know through a relationship with Covenant to Care. A mother advocating for what she believes is best for her child, no matter the age of that child. Or folks we learn about in the news. Migrant and refugee children being held at the U.S. southern borders. Their parents, the families of those lost to the hands of ones charged with public trust and keeping the peace. Even our own bishops cry out for justice when they wear orange stoles like this one. These are worn by bishops against gun violence and made by New Jersey liturgical artist Colleen Hints. They bear the color of orange the color hunters use so as not to be shot. They bear patches of material that are, the artwork is from an Eric Carl book, Brown Bear, Brown Bear, what do you see? And I will just leave that to you to imagine why that's there. They cry out for justice. Now many may have learned from our recent deacon 101 forum that it is all of the aforementioned that deacons are charged with at ordination to serve though we may not always remember that an equal part of a deacon's ministry is to empower the church the church capital c to live out the great commission of our baptisms together and independently in the service to the same. Listen the next time there's a baptism. For that moment after we have affirmed our witness and promised to support the newly baptized person, Marissa invites the church gathered to join those who are committing themselves to Christ and renew our own baptismal covenant. If you'd like to turn to the little red book, page 304 in front of you, or maybe you know this by heart, she asks, will you continue in the apostles' teaching and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in the prayers? And on page 305, she asks, will you strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being? And our answers are always, I will, with God's help. I promise that's the only test this morning. When we are striving for justice for and respecting the dignity of everyone, I feel our actions and prayer life intersect. And it is at those times that the church is most alive. In our baptismal covenant, we promise to pray and to act. Furthermore, we promise to do those things continually, to pray without ceasing, to act in the interest of justice and preservation and restoration of dignity. Now, two things came to mind as I prepared for this morning. On the first Wednesday of each month, parishioners and clergy of four Episcopal parishes in the Southwest region of the Episcopal Church in Connecticut, which we are a part of here in Fairfield County. We partner with staff and board members from Open Doors and the Triangle Community Center to basically take over giant laundry in East Norwalk. We hold Laundry Love. Well, Laundry Love is a ministry which provides laundry resources, coins, soap, detergent, and pizza dinner to folks in need once a month. Because it's really expensive to live a meager existence, I ima- ask you, invite you to imagine for a moment not being able, for whatever reason, to launder the clothes of our children before they head off to school. How successful do we think showing up for a job interview in unlaundered clothes would be? How do we think that would be successful? $20 for medication or school lunch or $20 for laundry. I absolutely love to witness the energy and love in action as relationships are being built on the first Wednesday of every month. And I love that Open Doors is part of that ministry. I know we will want to hear more from open doors, so please follow us to the alcove at coffee hour. The other thing which came to mind is one of my favorite observations from yesterday. I noticed that although a significant effort was being made to feed those far away, far away from this place, a collection of non-perishable food was made to benefit the food pantry right here in Wilton. Perhaps in part, probably in fact, because I can vividly recall when I was a teenager, my own grandmother relating stories of my mother and uncle having to bother the local market keeper for a block of cheese and other foodstuffs on the occasions when there simply was no money for food. She was a 20-something widow of a World War I Marine who died of TB someplace in Massachusetts, I don't even know where. A woman of deep faith and devotion, raising two kids in the 30s. And yet, years later, there was still a certain shake in her voice when she spoke of this. Shame, perhaps? Stigma? the all-too-often invisible food insecurity is real, even right here in Wilton, in this community, and you all acted upon that. On behalf of those who often go hungry, thank you. When asked in 2017 by Stanford University's the Reverend Jane Shaw, Dean of Religious Life, When asked the question, what makes a meaningful life for US Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Justice Ginsburg replied, to put it simply, it means doing something outside of yourself. And then she went on to say, I tell law students, if you are going to be a lawyer and just practice your profession, you have a skill, very much like a plumber. If you want to be a true professional, you will do something outside of yourself. Something to repair tears in your community. Something to make life a little better for those less fortunate than you. That's what makes a meaningful life. Living not for oneself, but for one's community. Again, the gospel, the baptismal covenant, and the notorious RBG remind us to act in the interest of justice and the preservation and restoration of dignity, to keep bothering the unjust judges, and to pray without ceasing and to not lose heart. Have faith. God will answer our pleas and will take care of the rest. Amen.